Yay! <laughs> Good afternoon, fabulous people. Welcome to Business Blondes. Another Thursday, another dime, another dollar. Um, we've got a fantastic show for you today because we're just going to let rip on going out. Out, out. Have you been out much recently? Are you going out? Is your business going out? Are you just staying in, in? Is in the new out or is out the new in? We just don't know. But we're going to discuss, discuss. Is it safe to go out? Is it fun to go out? Or how can you possibly have fun when you're washing and masking and separating yourself from people? We're going to talk about that a bit later. And we're really glad you've joined us today. So let's do what we normally do at this time, which is to go around the room and have a chat with people and see how their week has been. And if anything is kind of bubbling to the surface in their businesses or in their lives that we all need to know about. So Sam, how's tricks with you this week? Hello. Yeah, I think this is going to be a really interesting debate about going out, out, you know, who's who's ready, who's not, what are your views? So I'm really looking forward to this. I'm certainly ready and have been out, out. And actually, it was really funny because I was reflecting with a client yesterday. We went out for some lunch and and I said, I'm feeling really flat. And I said, but I know why. And it's because I'm not doing enough of this. You know, I've, I say it quite often that I feel... <laughs> Oh, we've got a delivery. Um, I feed from people's energy and I need that to make me really, you know, be on my best performance. So really interesting debate that I'm looking forward to. Lots and lots to say. Yeah, that sounds great, Sam. And I know what you mean. It's about energy begets energy. And when no man is an island, no woman is one either. Not even Love Island, no man's an island or a woman's an island. So we do need to be out in front of other people. That's where we learn. That's how we keep going. It's oxygen to us. How, how are things with you, Penny? What have you been finding this week? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to talking about being out. out. But um, this week, well, I, you know, I've, you know, everybody's talked about looking after your mental health through um covid and i know and lockdown and i know we had the early sort of everybody talk about do your exercise and i did biking and i did walking but i couldn't understand why i've got rsi in both hands tennis mm -hmm. elbow sciatica mm -hmm. and um so i decided i needed to go join david lloyd and i just have discovered actually the damage to my body of being on a seat so much because i used to be up in london running up and down escalators walking to places but this sort of eight hours a day, I've lost the my glutes. I'm, I mean, it's, I don't think my bottoms become too flabby, but my glute muscles and my trigger muscle is gone. And I couldn't. I was lying flat with a physio, and I couldn't lift my back legs because my on my from my stomach. And this is something that I've really discovered. So I've been out out doing yoga and Pilates and swimming, and I've been loving it. But that's not out out out. I mean, there may be various forms of out outs. But um, that's my week. I've realised that I actually have looked after my mental health, but my physical health, I didn't realise that I had damaged myself so much just sitting. I think we're all in danger of Zoom, Zoom gloops, Zoom bum. And uh, basically, there's a lot more sciatica going on, neck pain from sitting like this all the time by the computer. We, have, we haven't got ergonomically designed offices. We're in our spare rooms or wherever. So, yeah, there's a lot of kind of remedial work that needs to be done on the old body and bot at the moment. But, um, yeah, well, you know, I am a bit of the queen of out-out. And even when we were in lockdown, I was, I was like... I was like water through rock how can i go out out when it's locked down so i had picnics on park benches 
interventional rain with a bottle of champagne. I had picnics all over the place because I refuse to not do the out, out bit. And what do I get from out is uh, seeing friends, obviously, very important. I think, you know, friends are oxygen to me as well as family, but also the celebration of life, enjoying London or wherever you live, um, giving back to the economy, shopping, uh, enjoying a, a drink or even a, a little sandwich somewhere. And I've just come back from brunch with my husband. We had a lovely brunch in the sun in Ealing. Uh, really, really beautiful. Um, and in the first week the lockdown lifted, I boasted eight meals out in seven days. You know, I'm just waiting for the round of applause there. And I lost, thank you, and I lost two pounds. So Rishi Sunak, yes, I'm, I'm your, your greatest fan. But, you know, that's me. I'm, I used to be a restaurant critic. I like going out. I enjoy the whole, the whole buzz. I love staying in. I like cooking. I like cozy by the fire. But what I found this week is uh, when you do go out to some places, it's not how you imagine it to be. It's hollow. It's over-officious. Um, there, there's too much caution and there's no kind of sense of uh, logic to some of the rules that are going on. And sometimes I think people in the entertainments or hospitality industry need to make, make us feel a little bit more welcome than they maybe are doing at the moment. Um, I tried to book a venue for this Friday for my networking group and although it was only 14 people, they refused us. And even though it's a nice day of tomorrow, apparently we still can't sit outside and do business networking, which seems mad. And they, he actually, the manager said, I am so sorry how we would love to have you here. So that's money not coming into that hotel venue. So, so you know, it's holding business back to some degree. If you're not welcoming the punters coming in, why would you go back? Um, it's got to be almost like super friendly now to encourage people to get over their fear and to start some normal life again. How are you finding it, Sam? I think I think you've made a really good, good point there. I don't necessarily think that it's business people holding us back now from going out, out and doing what we used to do and, and trading face-to-face -face and holding face-to-face -face meetings or consultations. I think venues are really holding us back now. I've had similar experiences trying to book venues for my mastermind groups. You know, these are really intimate groups of less than 10 people. And still, you know, hotels are really struggling to, to find the, the loophole that we seem to find in the previous lockdown. You know, before it was, if it's a business meeting, it's okay. Whereas at the moment, that, that rule doesn't seem to kick in. Um, and whenever I mentioned that, People are, mm, I'm not quite sure, you know, let me check. And the answer is still always no. So I don't think it's business people per se that are reluctant to meet. I think venues, hospitality is really letting down business right now. I absolutely agree. And they should be encouraging us because, you know, people will find alternative ways and a lot of places won't bounce back. How are you finding it, Penny? Because you hold lots of events and mastermind groups. Yeah, and our, our members are just desperate to get back together, desperate. So I agree with you, Sam. It's, and I have to say, you know, I'll share some of the practicalities of it. I've run four events now in the last month, um, uh, three mastermind events and a dinner last week. Um, you know, what I'm finding is the venues are terrified. And I think that this regulation that's being put on them is really unfair now for them. I think the government needs to relax some of the regulations because obviously they're absolutely terrified that health and safety are going to come into their venues, 
close them down when they've worked so hard to try and make it right. So, you know, we got this huge prescriptive um, set of regulations that we had to agree to on the contract about how we um, paved, how the, and, you know, when I first read it, I thought, I can't pass this on to my clients. Nobody's going to come based on this, you know, nobody's to touch, nobody's to, everybody's got to keep this far distanced and everything. So I actually chose just to put a very watered down version of that through to my clients say obviously social distancing is important we want to really support the venue and not put them into trouble the reality is and i'm not going to mention any venues they when we actually got there they were actually in a, as a private venue a lot more relaxed you know everybody did hug everybody um did mingle you know we were told that we had five tables of six that they had to come straight in sit down well that was true because they wouldn't get past the glass of champagne until they sat down but once they sat down they picked it up and, you know, chatted and, um, you know, and I actually said to the venue, you can't turn me into headmistress here. These are my clients that I need to host and I'm not going to be the person telling everybody to sit down, please sit down, please. So actually the reality of it, it was really, really enjoyable. Um, but I had to take a big risk. And the risk is that the cost of the venue, um, because of social distancing, the size of the venue and the way it had to be run was more expensive. And I didn't want to pass all of that extra cost onto my clients. So we did subsidize it. I think our dinner cost us um, about 1500 pounds to put on for our clients and, you know, plus they paid um, for their dinner. Um, but I, uh, so there is a little bit of risk, but I just feel that we've got to lead by example. I want to encourage the people that I know, the business people to take, to come out again, because I think that there is a danger. If we don't all start doing it, wh when will we do it? And so we've almost got to be that change ourselves. So, so do, you, do you feel that actually, you know, we've been used to these restrictions now for over a year and we're used to, you know, being sensible when around other people. So I almost feel sometimes that the venues are not giving us that, you know, trust of, of being responsible adults and making the right choices and doing the right things. You know, we know what we can and can't do. We've been doing this now for over a year. This is not new ground. Therefore, I feel a little you know, a little insulted that the venues are not trusting us to do the right thing because yeah. at the end of the day, we don't want to put us or our clients at risk. So we're going no, to do and I think um, I agree with you. And I think what I had to say to my clients is you've got to take some personal responsibility for coming. I can't completely 100% protect you. Everybody was supposed to either be second vaccined or what's it called, double jagged or bring um, their proof that they had done a lateral flow test. But I was not going to do that at the door. And I said, so there's got to be trust. There's got to be personal responsibility if you show up. Because obviously my nerves was that any of us would then get the track and trace because they were there. Um, but, yeah, so there is a blend between us taking personal responsibility and the venues realising that they need to relax and go against it a bit. It seems to me it's so random, Penny, that some places you can go in and they are relaxed and they just treat you like adults and show you to the table. I went to one the other day, I stood at the door, see that picture behind me, the other side. Uh, can you put your mask on to go from here to there? Literally one step, can you put your mask on your table? But then my brother said, um, well, if you were an inspector and you were the maitre d', um, they would check that you had, hadn't said to the punters coming in, put your mask on. So that's, you know, okay, fair enough. Another place wanted to take my temperature. Like, another place, they don't even do track and trace, not worried about you. But, so it's very, very random. 
And so, you know, I think the main thing is make it welcoming and make it easy for people to come and spend money. I think the masks are very debilitating for shoppers. If you want to walk around a department store, it gets very hot and uncomfortable quite quickly. I think that should be optional as well. And as soon as we get to the 19th of July, that should be whether you wear a mask or not should be optional as well. And trust, trust, trust the individual to make their own choices now. Yeah, because I think the whole mask thing is that people are now not are demasking. Definitely. I mean, you had that experience, Caroline, didn't you? And one journey up and one journey back, you saw a completely different world. Yeah, on the, on the tube going into town, no, in my, no one in my carriage had a mask on. That was fine by me. I, I take my own choice, chances. On the way back, everyone had a mask on. So, you know, I wore my mask. But I think people need to make their own choices now. And we need to be treated like adults. Most of us are second jabbed now, and that's up to us to take the chance. We've got to live with this now. We've got to get back, get the economy back and up and running again. It's, it makes you think, do I want to go in that shop on a really hot day and walk around in a mask? Brilliant sales on 40, 50, 60% off. If people aren't going to go in there and shop, they'll just do it online. And there's a lot of places closing down, as we've seen. So we've, yeah. got, to do, we've got to do the footfall. It puts you off, doesn't it? It puts you off going you know, for a big shop, if that makes sense. So I'm quite happy to pop in and wear a mask, but it's a faff and I am bored of mask wearing now. Although, you know, I know that people are choosing now to demask or not. Once again, I just think it has to be up to that individual. And I don't think anybody should be judged on if they're wearing a mask or if they're not. Although, is it still illegal at the moment not to wear a mask? Yeah. In fact, I just saw Nick Blanchard. Hi, Nick. Great comment to bring in here. You know, he was saying different rules make no sense. 40k at Wembley, no mask, 10k at Twickenham, mask compulsory. And I've got two mums of um, clients who, their five-year-olds were having their first sports days this last, this last week. They weren't allowed to watch their sports day, yet you had everybody um, at Wembley. And mm -hmm. so... I think this that's the situation that I'm in. Yeah, so my youngest has got his sports day um, next week and parents are not allowed to go in. Yeah, it's just... And this is where people's um, tolerance is like wearing very thin and there's a lot of bubbling frustration and anger underneath all of these rules. And frankly, if I worked in a shop or restaurant, I don't think it's my, it would be my job as the waiter or shop assistant to police people I mean, you're going to want someone yeah. to put your mask on, and they they turn on you. It's not that's not your job. No. So I think you know it has to be up to the public public to make so their own. It's making me wonder, though, is the government being very clever? Because I can't assume they're all stupid. Okay, and are they being very clever where they're thinking we won't change the rules because then we're to blame? But actually, let's just see people starting to rebel, and we won't really do anything about it. Uh, I think there is that. No, they're always trying to escape the blame and no one wants the finger pointed at them. It seems to be a blame culture at the moment. I think their total terror is that it would return back to this time last year where the NHS was on its knees and they're, they're protecting the NHS. But, the, you know, the, the actual hospitalised cases are really low at the moment. And that's, that, you know, there's, the threat isn't there like it was. So we have to be sensible about going forward here. Um, I think they've also put the fear of God into everyone for 18 months and it's very hard to bounce back from that. If you're naturally an anxious person anyway, now you've got every cause in the world to be totally terrified. Sam, I, think, 
Yeah, I think what, what Nick said there about the, the different rules makes sense. I think this for me is really interesting. And at first when I, you know, the whole Euros and the thousands of people that have been allowed to watch football, I love football. I'd have loved to have been at Wembley watching England versus Germany. I would have absolutely loved to have been there. Um, and also at Wimbledon, you know, what I hope now, because I was very angry about that first, especially when I'm not allowed to go and watch my son's sports day and when you know I went to a family funeral only last week and that was not how it should have been so I felt really angry but now I actually am glad that these trials are happening because I think if there's no fallout from this if if after all of these major sporting events the the death rate is not dramatically increased they have to let us free they have to, no choice now but to let us free and live a normal life. If 40,000 people can be at Wembley and there's no no kickback from that in terms of the death rate, then surely there's no argument anymore. I, I agree. And, and not letting parents go to their children's sports day seems random and cruel when, you know, because it's football and it's a large sporting event, rules don't apply. So I think that's what people are becoming intolerant of is the randomness and it is and stupidity really of some of it. But you know, wherever possible, do I'm a great fan of local shop local. Help your small independents because they're on their knees too. Even if you're going to buy a coffee or a sandwich to take out, do it. Help them along. They're really struggling. You know, they, they need us to kind of support them. Otherwise, we're going to have empty high streets soon, and no one wants to see that. Yeah. So you, Caroline, I've just noticed, Nick, can you answer if I'm right here? Because I just looked you up on LinkedIn. You run Zoco networking groups, if I'm right. Tell me, tell me on our chat if I'm right there. Um, and, and I know, Caroline, you were saying that your, you know, your networking event wasn't able to go ahead. And mm. I, I mean, well, I, I know Nick's has been because I saw it on um, Instagram. Nick used to be part of Fabulous Networking, too. Um, but I don't know. You're, it just seems like whatever the venues uh, allow it, they let you in. And one, the hotel, because it was part of a large chain that I was trying to host on Friday, Friday um, they just didn't allow us 14 people to sit outside all buying coffees and drinks and perhaps a drink from the bar afterwards. They, mm. they, they've lost out on that. But, mm. you know, we're just going to have to be so patient. But it's the last push now. But, you know, was it Boris said that ir irreversible restrictions? I they will lift them all. It doesn't sound like that's ever going to happen. There'll always be some form of curtailment and control and compliancy uh, expected of the public, and that's not freedom. I, I, today I thought, am I allowed? I actually thought, am I allowed to do this as I was going in a shop? It's that feeling. Am I allowed to go in here? Can I use this door? Can I go upstairs? It's all that's still sort of, and I'm quite outgoing and going out but um even i was thinking is, is it okay so there's that sort of horrible sense of still containment going on and that yeah. takes that's a kind of psychological burden of all of this is am i allowed do i want to and once i do go out is it worth it because if people aren't going to be welcoming friendly and if it's not going to be fun i won't go back because money yeah. short money short for a lot of people a, a night out is a big thing and it's got to be good you know, so I think that everyone, and I think the entertainment industry and the and the um, hospitality industry are making such you know demands of the government, and they're not listening. No, 
just not so I suppose we've got to create balance here. And I, and Gary Nuttall has said, you know, nearly 2,000 Scottish fans infected after they came to London. They may not die, but please don't think of just body count. Impact on healthcare of long COVID will cause great harm to the economy and NHS. And of course, Gary, I, we know there's a balance, but I think what we're talking about here is the confusion of the rules. And as Caroline says, this feeling that, you know, we, we could just step into a world now where we are controlled and we don't have that natural sense of freedom and we, we can't move into that world. We can't accept that world completely. But I also think, Gary, that's a really, really good point. Um, thank you for posting that. And I think that, you know, if that's true, then again, that goes back to my previous comment on it makes me angry again. Why are we allowing this? You know, it's about money. It's it's purely about money. And therefore, if it's about money, why can't the same rules apply to small businesses who are also trying to make money, to hospitality that's trying to make money? We can't have one rule for one and one rule for another. We can't put 2,000 Scottish fans at risk of, you know, long of infection where they've actually tested positive, according to Gary. And, you know, the long term effects of that's going to have on us. You're very right there. So don't do that and then not allow us to trade. That's not fair. And fair is the biggest value of, of mine that I really struggle to, to come to terms with that. But thank you for posting that, Gary. Yeah. And actually, you know, well, for my own business model, and I'm loving the fact that we've gone back to building an online community, of course, and we still met for these meetings, these monthly dinners. But the online, you have to have a lot more clients online than you do offline. You know, so... You know, our offline mastermind, for example, is a thousand pounds a month. Our online um, community is two four nine. So, you know, in our own, my own formula, you need four new clients for what we used to have when we were doing offline, and that must apply a lot to this online world. Um, you know, so I think we have to think. Yes, yeah, great, we've all pivoted online, but actually, for the economy, uh, you know, are we actually going to be able to build the size of businesses that we want? Um, fast enough if we just stay online. I, I agree and for some of us it's been a godsend that we can pivot our businesses and work online but I do think if you want to grow your businesses people want to be in the same room as you, start, do, do business in that way, hold events. Um, expanding your business means mastermind groups, networking groups, events, gatherings, workshops, um, that's what we need to, that's what we're missing out on at the moment. And there's a timidity about organising anything at the moment because I tried to do it this week. I've got 14 people signed up only to be knocked back yesterday. That's embarrassing for me, but yeah, everyone understands right now. But then next month I think, shall I bother? Shall I just hold it again on Zoom? That, that sense of uncertainty, can I put my foot down or is it going to fall through the floor? We need to have some certainty here to build confidence to know if I book something, it's all going to be okay. People need to be able to know they can come, they'll be safe, and it's actually going to happen. Um, and we're still in that no man's land of some things That's happen, some things don't. It's like absolutely random and depends on the the owner or the or the yeah. venue um, what they do. And personal responsibility. Oh, I'm cool. going to be willing to take personal responsibility that even though I'm double jabbed, I might pick up covid if i go in the same way i can't believe that we all used to sit crammed on trains with somebody splutting and coughing their guts out next to me i took a risk and you know we can't have a blame culture we've got to take our own personal decisions about whether we go to an event that's being offered i know everyone talks about it, it's the young people who've really suffered and they have 
And what I liked about Soho the other day, I was in Soho, it was one of our warm evenings we had, they've pedestrianised a lot of it and they've put all the tables and chairs across the roads and it was heaving and it was a Tuesday and it was all young people and I thought, good, this yeah. is what we to see, London coming back to life, young people having fun. You always get a few snippy people on in the papers the next day, all these young people being random and uh, being safe. Let them, my goodness, they deserve it. All the students who had to spend a year in lockdown, my son at Nottingham University, mm -hmm. last year of uni, rubbish. You know, absolute rubbish, not even able to go out for a drink, all stuck in the same house together. So, you know, it's, we've got to think about the generation coming up, how this is all, the effect it's had on them, and let them out to play now. Let us all out to play, actually. <laughs> and do business, and do business, which is what we want to do, and what we do best. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's it. I think it's time, you know, in the business community now for maybe us to take that stance maybe for us to kick, start to kick back especially if after the 19th the you know, things are not lifted the way we want them to be i think we need to kick back and we need to you know stand together as business people business leaders and and actually fight back because we need to trade we need to trade both online and face to face just the same as we did pre-covid we need to do that now yeah it's interesting, Nick, saying there, uh, forget about that message, if someone in the restaurant you were in has got COVID, you now need to isolate for a number of days. That does stop people from wanting to go out. My PA, lovely, oh, well, she's more of a business support manager, Alison, she was so excited about Wimbledon this Friday, took the day off, hasn't been to Wimbledon for years, and she's got the track and trace message that somebody in a restaurant that she sat in, she's now got to isolate, and she can't go to Wimbledon, and I was devastated for her. Mm, that's really sad. It's very sad, really sad. So, um, yeah, and I suppose the thing is, right or wrong, Gary, right or wrong, Nick, right or wrong, any of us, some people are just going to stop, start saying, to hell with this, because... Um, you know, are, are they really, you know, t people taking a picture of the track and trace thing and pretending that they have checked in, people not wearing masks and saying that they are exempt when they're not really exempt. You know, it, it, there's this, there's this, this no man's land now. But, um, you know, Sam said, you know, why aren't the public kind of making more noise? Well, they are, Sam. There are anti-lockdown riots going on, but the press don't report it. They're not allowed to. No. Apparently, there's some form of embargo right at the beginning of lockdown that they were not to encourage anti-vac or anything in the in the news. But you know, it's a great, it's a fine old time for conspiracy theorists to rise up and think everything that's going on now is some kind of plot with lizard-headed aliens governing us or the queen's in on it biden's in on it putin's in on it it's like really not but it's, sometimes it does creep you out the ltns came in in lockdown you know strange things going on we need to just push against mm -hmm. it and um, or if you don't want to don't it's personal responsibility so let's give everyone a nice positive takeaway this week <laughs> we, because well, we, I, I think my takeaway my takeaway is just Go deep inside yourself and take a risk. Take a risk. Get people together in business and meet some clients and and just start to have a life. And I know that I might get bombarded with people telling me not to, but you can take a risk and still really be within the rules if that worries you. But start 
getting out there. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more, Penny. Um, have you got anything to add to that, Sam? I think you've got to do what you feel comfortable with. And I've said this from day one, you know, you cannot judge anybody else with what they do. You just have to be safe and secure in and happy and comfortable in what you do and the, your behavior and your actions. And as long as you do that, then like Penny says, we cannot have a blame culture. We just have to be responsible for our own safety. And I think that's what I would just encourage people to do, just to fear less, but look after themselves, make your own decisions. I love that, fear less. Let's be fearless and fearless. And which, you know, there's there's a new school of thought by a, a writer that was featured on Marie Forleo's channel the other day. And he was saying this, every decision we make is based on one or two, one of these two things, fear or love. And every thought we have is one or the other. And you'll know which one feels good because it's the love thought. If you live in fear or you act out of fear, that's just, you know, when you think of that, I'm acting out of fear, no good comes of that. So do trust yourself, be fearless and act out of love. And as I say, try and support local, try and support, even if it means going out for a coffee or a sandwich, you don't have to go to a big venue. Or as I saw in Ealing Broadway just now, pints to go, someone had. And <laughs> so it's like, you don't even want to drink in the restaurant, get a pint and go to the park or something. But it keeps everything ticking over. It's those small purchases and it adds a bit to society. And there's, you know, hopefully the weather's on the turn, you can have a picnic and, you know, get get out more. But I think the main thing is whatever, whatever um, your desire, whether big venues, posh restaurants, clubs or whatever, Get out. Out is out is the new out, not in. <laughs> and uh, and in, and of course, enjoy enjoy the freedom because everything we do in business, the bottom line is, why do you do what you do? It's always freedom. It's always we're doing it because we want freedom and choice. Let's 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 vote for freedom. Let's have fun now. You know, we've had so much negativity over the last year. It's time to be fearless and have fun. Fearless, fun, and there's an, another one I'd add is fizz. You didn't know what to say. <laughs> and have a bit of fizz as well. Well, thank you everybody for joining us, Nick, Gary, and anyone who might have been lurking around and checking in on us. Lovely to see you. See you next Thursday at one o'clock. If you'd like to be here on this show, let us know. We're always looking for guests. But in the meantime, the three Fs, fizz, fun, and fearlessness. Thank you very much for joining the Business Blondes. Have a good week. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. Yay, did it. Brilliant. <laughs>